MPB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech. I'm Sherita Brent, joined today by Wilts Couture, information technology expert at Newport Steel in Jackson, Flowood, and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. Jeremy Thompson is also with us today. He's the owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today we'll talk about playing it safe with your tech. If you have lots of pictures and files you don't want to lose, we'll talk about how to back them up. How often should you back up your computer or phone? We'll also talk about tech safety while driving. What are some hands-free options for drivers? You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING if you have any comments or questions about tech. That's 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be back right after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech. I'm Sharita Brent, joined today by Wilts Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel Jackson in Flowood, and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, the owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today we're talking about playing it safe with your tech. If you have lots of pictures and files you're afraid of losing, we'll talk about how to back those things up. How often should you back up your computer or your phone? We'll also talk about tech safety while driving. What are some hands-free options for drivers? You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. 877-672-7464 if you have any comments or questions about backing up your phone and data or if you have any comments about uh, safety while driving with tech. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING or send an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. All right. Uh, good morning, Wilson. Jeremy is on the phones. He, you know, he's based in Hattiesburg, and he didn't want to risk coming up here and there being another storm. So Jeremy is playing it safe today. <laughs> Crazy go. weather. I could not even see out my windshield. Oh, wow. Wow, that's scary. Well, I think we, we are still having some issues. I think uh, Jason said in, in South Mississippi, I uh, heard that there were some deaths in Tennessee. So, you know, folks, just, just try to play it safe if you're out and uh, recovering from some of the storms. So weird, this weather. I mean, I don't ever recall Yeah, we haven't tornado seen rain weather. for Yeah, it's months. weird. I'm thinking, okay, tornadoes, those usually happen in the spring. But, you know, we this, this weather's been very unpredictable here. Uh, but it we're going to... It was so hot last night. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's humid. Like, what? I have to turn the AC on? This is crazy. Yeah, it's been been very weird. Uh, but we're going to talk about how to, to play it safe with your tech. And I'm just curious, you know, like when it comes to severe weather, uh, do you guys have any suggestions for folks, you know, if if, if the, the power is out in the home, um, you know, do you suggest looking at a weather app on the phone? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? You can always turn to MPB and, and we'll be covering uh, severe weather and giving you updates as well. But what are your thoughts on, on that when severe weather uh, is happening how tech can come in handy well i think definitely my phone i noticed uh, my wife and i were were pretty much on the uh the, the different weather apps in there last night you know one thing to remember is you're going to possibly lose electricity so e- even though we have you know a uh, an antenna backup you know we, we're, we have direct tv out where we're at so you know usually those really big clouds move on through and i'm not seeing too much of anything other than satellite signal lost um, but a little small hd 
antenna on your TV um, that you can pick up down, you know, it, pick up at Walmart or Best Buy for 20, 30 bucks can really be nice when these bad weather things come in. But I tell a lot of people, make sure your tech is charged because if you lose your electricity and you're trying to keep up with that weather, you want to make sure that your phone's going to keep on running because a lot of those cell towers will actually have battery backups in them and they can keep going. But uh, if you don't have some battery power, you're not going to be doing too much. Right. I was in Kroger earlier this weekend. The lights went out once and it was fine. You know, people were screaming like they'd never seen lights go out. Then they went out again a second and third time. And the third time they did not come back on. But I was determined to get these ingredients for this recipe that I was trying to do. So I turned on the flashlight on my phone and I continued shopping. (laughs) Uh, But they eventually kicked us out. I was really disappointed because I was almost done. I think one of the self-checkout lanes was still working. None of the other registers were working, but one of the self-checkout lanes was still working. But I thought, you know, this is interesting. There was an an elderly lady uh, trying to pick out some roast beef. And, you know, I was like, you know, I used my flashlight to help her. So it was actually fun to me shopping in the dark. It was fun. But I didn't and get to get the rest of my groceries. So, <laughs> well, see, you know, I make a run for the uh, ice cream aisle. Make sure you must save the ice cream. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. <laughs> um, so, uh, Wilts, you had a piece of tech news you wanted to share about uh, Directv. Yeah, uh, some people might have seen it on out there, but AT and T and Directv just recently announced that they're going to be offering a new streaming, <clears throat> excuse me, video service. Um, just wanted to make sure that some of our listeners were actually aware of that now. They're bringing this on out, but it's got a couple of shortcomings out of the gate. So I know we'll be seeing some press on this. Um, Again, this is probably from the merger a couple of years ago with the two companies coming together. Um, But some of the shortcomings that I've seen on it, just wanted to make people kind of aware before they really jump on that bandwagon, things such as um, the the recording. I'm I'm a big fan of my DVR. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I have plenty of shows set because, you know, you can't you can't miss them. And that service is not going to quite be there yet. So it's a few things to look at. It's like, you know, just because something is new and coming on out there and you get all excited about it, it's one of those things you really want to look at. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. I think that there's a there's a really big push by people to try to start giving some of the cable companies a little bit of competition. Uh, price point looks really good on this. What I'm pretty much hearing is maybe in the 50 to $60 a month range, which is a little bit better than, than some of us are seeing. But uh but did want to put that on out there that there are some shortcomings with it. So kind of keep an eye out before you start, you know, making changes. Okay. And speaking of streaming services, I saw a piece of news that, in my opinion, was very, very big. And it's about Netflix. Uh, they're adding offline viewing for smartphones and tablets. And Thank God. This is a, this is a big deal uh, because, you know, folks want to watch different shows and stuff maybe while they're flying and without having to use that data connection. So uh, the streaming media company announced that users will be able to download select Netflix content. So they're still ironing out those details uh, regarding what shows and movies you can download. Uh, Select Netflix content for use while they're away from a data connection. Uh, So that is huge. They've added a download button for select films and TV shows, and they plan to add on as well. So uh, that's very promising because uh, watching Netflix, you can use a lot, a lot of data. Just ask my daughter. She is a Netflix binge-watching queen. Mm -hmm. Jeremy, what do you think about that? Are you a Netflix fan? Oh, yeah. I love to watch Netflix, although I usually do it at night when I'm on a stable Internet connection. But I'm definitely curious to try out the offline streaming and see uh, how long it takes to download a, a, a video or whatever and uh, see how well it uh, runs on the machine. Yeah. And how, and what does it do to the storage? How much? Uh, right. So it'll that's definitely that's bring into play. Yeah. 
definitely going to be playing with that soon. So maybe we'll have that to talk about next week. Right. Um, also, uh, regarding uh, my own procedures for uh, bad weather and stuff, I recommend uh, those those portable battery packs for cell phones now. Those are, like, super cheap. Everybody should have one of those. And Agreed. you can get one that can charge your phone a few times. I've got one that's, like, uh, 10,000 milliamp hours, and uh, it can charge my phone, like, three and a half times. So it was, like, 20 bucks. Yeah, that's a good um, thought because I have one that, that has and that has more than one outlet so you can charge two devices at the same time. And it has a flashlight on it, so that's handy as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, also, I, I err on the side of paranoia, so uh, whenever bad weather comes around, I actually unplug my TVs and computers from the walls because uh, if your house gets hit with a surge, bye-bye. That's a good thought. And so my grandmother's been right all these years. She's like, turn off everything, get away from everything. <laughs> so, yep, definitely. She yeah. is. Um, I've seen many of things popped with it. Uh, not too long ago, we had a lightning strike right there in our neighborhood. And I get a phone call from my neighbor. Of course, his modem went out and one of his uh, TV receivers went out and he had a TV that popped. So, Ooh. yeah, it definitely can get you. Well, today we're going to be talking about playing it safe when it comes to tech, um, and we're going to start with the idea of backing things up. Uh, this is something we hear a whole lot, but it also may be something that a lot of people don't know how to do, when to do it. Uh, so when we talk about backing up stuff, first of all, why would this be good practice when it comes to just backing up things like files or stuff on your computer in general? Things you don't want to lose. Um a, a big thing that comes to my mind whenever I think of backups, I, I actually I start thinking about um, how long I would end up sleeping on the couch at my house if, they, uh, if the computer were to fail because of all the pictures that are on there. And I'm sure there's plenty of listeners out there, too, be it uh, kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews. It, we're definitely in a digital picture age. So just mm-hmm. imagine how, um, how painful it would be to lose any of those pictures. And that, that gives you a really good example of why you need to back up. I hear people say all the time, oh, I don't have anything that I you know, wouldn't mind losing. And, yeah, right. and I have to really kind of look at them and, and kind of wince a little bit and go, really? Nothing you wouldn't mind losing? Um, so, you know. Yeah. So, Jeremy, what are your thoughts on uh, why people should, should consider backing things up? Because as Wilt said, some people may not even look at it as a priority. Well, the thing is, is that I think the term backup has become so second nature to people that they really forget that it's not actually a backup. It's more or less like a a lifeline to your files. Um, Everybody uses the term backup, but it's not really a backup. Um, We just want to protect our data. Um, For myself, I I go by a rule of three. Um, Putting your data in at least three places means that it will always be in at least one place, even if the other two die out because once you see the other two go out, you can always replace those with another backup. Um, Also, uh, I like to caution people about the use of USB drives. They're great. They're very convenient. They also stop working at random times all the time. Uh, We have people bring uh, flash drives into the shop on a routine basis, and, you know, their, their data is on there, and that's the only place they put it. Do not keep your data strictly on a USB drive. Put it in at least two places, and I really like to tell people three places. The computer Mm -hmm. that it's on, a DVD or a CD drive, and also an external drive or a flash drive. Yeah, Jeremy, that reminds me. I had a um, a, a friend one time, and they never actually took their cameras, uh, the pictures, off of their SD card. What they would do is when they filled up their camera one time, they would just go ahead and put that one back into the case, and they'd just go out and buy new SD cards. They were relying on those SD cards mm. for their backup. Um, amazingly, they were caught with their camera one day out in the rain, and the rain and the SD cards didn't exactly cooperate. Uh-oh. Ouch. 
Yeah, yeah. And I have also, an external hard drive, and I'm very comfortable with it. Uh, and I, I mean, I have tons of room on it. I mean, oh, it's yeah. almost a terabyte, I think. But it, it comes in handy whenever, uh, you know, I start getting low on storage on my laptop or whatever. I'll just go ahead and, and transfer those things. Well, uh, even these days, hard drives scare me because you've got spinning parts in there. And I, I've had people come in the shop and say, you know, my, my laptop just fell off the couch and their hard drive got damaged and they lost everything. Mm-hmm. So you just you want to be real careful with what you subject your technology to and understand that even the slightest little jostle. I mean, if you got mad at your laptop and you banged your palms on it, you could kill your hard drive just like that. Wow. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll talk more about backing things up. How do you back things up? Do you need software? Uh, where do the things you back up live? Uh, ultimately, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING if you have any questions or comments about protecting your files, saving your files, what to do if you have lots of pictures or lots of music and you want to make sure you don't lose them. If you have any comments or questions about that, give us a call. Uh, let us know how you back up your things or how often you do it. Also, later in the show, we'll get into tech safety, uh, some things that you should consider while driving and using tech. We'll talk about some hands-free options. 877-MPB-RING is the number to join the show. That's 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent, joined today by Wilkes Petraire, information technology expert at New Core Steel Jackson in Flowood and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today we're talking about playing it safe with your tech. If you have lots of pictures or files you are afraid of losing, we'll talk about how to back them up. How often should you back up your computer? We'll also talk about tech safety while driving. What are some hands-free options for drivers? And you can give us a call this morning if you have any questions about backing things up on your computer or your phone. You have lots of pictures or important documents and you just can't lose them and you want some information about how to protect those things. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. And earlier we were talking about severe weather, how tech comes in handy during severe weather. If you want to uh, weigh in on that, let us know how you use tech during severe weather. You can call us as well, 877-MPB-RING. Currently, all our lines are open. We'd love for you to join the conversation. Uh, Just a quick note, our transmitters were having some issues in the Jackson area, so you might notice a little jumping uh, while we are talking. So we're having some transmitter issues, and we're trying to get that worked out. So just a quick quick note, uh, if you're listening in the area. 
All right. So um, let's talk about like automatic backing up, you know, when you have a phone or, for instance, my iPod keeps putting up this message that says you don't have enough storage in your iCloud to back up the music. So I'm guessing my music on my iPod is not backed up. So if it crashes or something, then I'm just going to be out of luck. But hopefully the, the, the music that I've purchased would be recoverable in some way. But um, can you depend on your tech devices to automatically back up things on them? Or is this something that needs to be done manually? Well, you know, a lot of the stuff, uh, you know, you, you bring up the iPhone, the, you know, the iPod, the iPhone, the iDevices, and, and Amazon are the same. A lot of them have automated processes built into them. But what we need to caution people not to do is don't just assume they're working. Mm-hmm. You know, you do need to check that out. Um, common complaint we hear, too, you know, uh, iPhones will throw out there a lot. You're out of space. You're out of space. That's because by default, they're wanting to back up music and they're wanting to back up pictures. And by default, Apple is only kind enough to give you five gig of storage, which take a few pictures and put on a few songs and you can run out of that really, really fast. Yeah. Um, what I typically do is I, I turn that particular aspect off. Now, you mentioned about your purchased audio, you know, purchased songs and things that that that's saved, you know, in eternity. That's basically saved by Apple. So if anything were to happen to your iPod. They'll bring that stuff back to you. They're gonna, you know, they they know you own it. Uh, same with any kind of apps that you may have. So also, you probably put that music on there uh, from your computer, so that music should also be on your computer as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I start, I I kind of uh, I back mine up to my computer as well as into iCloud. Just that way, I kind of get it on both ends. Um, kind of going back to what you were saying, Jeremy, that I like that rule of three. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna appropriate that particular term from you, by the way, just so you know. Whoop whoop. <laughs> um, but so a lot of those things can automatically keep up with some of that. But again, you do need to go back in and look and just make sure that it's actually running. Okay, Jeremy, did you have any additional thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, your software uh, will typically tell you uh, when the last time you had a backup was. Uh, be sure to go in there and routinely check that and make sure that it was recent. Mm-hmm. So uh, speaking of software, when it comes to backing things up, do you need some kind of uh, extravagant software? Uh, to back up things, or is it uh, a more simple process than people would imagine? You know, I think it's a pretty – nowadays a you can make it a very simple process, yeah. Okay, so it's, what – go ahead, Jeremy. It's like, I'm sorry. It's it's like a, a drag and drop, basically. I mean, that that's essentially a backup, but most people, they, they want something um, easier, just kind of like press a button and let it do its thing. So there's lots of software out there that you can use to set up automatic backups, and you can specify all the different directories that you want backed up, and then you can even set it to uh, run on a certain schedule. Um, There's a free program out there that I suggest for people, because Windows backup is a little, it's not real pretty, and it's not real user-friendly. There's a program called Iperius Backup. It's Iperius with an S at the end. it's a free program, and it allows you to set up a complete backup of anything you want on your computer, uh, and it works very, very well. Okay. And one that I really like, uh, Sharita, you mentioned before about having that external hard drive. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely love those things. I mean, you can pick up now. Um, I think I just picked up a three terabyte one for under a hundred bucks. Oh wow. And they'll come, you know, that particular one was a Western Digital. It'll come with software on there. And the simplicity of this, I mean, you install the program. And and in the process, you tell it, hey, it's asked, do you want to back up your common user files? And by common user files, they mean your documents and your pictures and your music and videos. 
things that are part of your profile, your desktop, your favorite website you like to go to. And by just telling it yes, it automatically sets this. And what happens is that little program is running on your computer in the background, and it says, oh, I see a change over here. You've, you've offloaded some more pictures from your camera, for example. And it just automatically backs those up over there for you. So it's about as set it and forget it as you can get. But it, it comes built into there, so you know you have your... Your, your backup, you're physically removing it from the computer, but at the same time, it's just doing it for you. It just doesn't get much simpler than that. All right. When you're setting up that type of backup uh, that grabs the files as they change, um, if you have a different program, those are called incremental backups, and those are really my favorite type of backup to do because it doesn't go and back up every file that you have. It just backs up the ones that have had changes made to them, which saves you time and also puts less stress on that drive to back up all your files. All right, uh, we're going to go to the phones, and if you want to join the conversation, the number is 877-MPB-RING. Uh, this morning we're talking about how to play it safe when it comes to your tech. If you have any questions about how to back up things, photos, music, files, documents, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. If you've already got it down, uh, backing up things, and you want to give us some, some tips, you can call us, 877-672-7464, or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. All right, uh, we have some calls to get to. We go first to Jan in Greenwood, who has a question. Good morning, Jan. What do you have for us? Good morning. I am very intimidated by all things tech, but I have an iPhone and um, a Lenovo ThinkPad. And I would love to know how to sync the contacts that I have in each with each other, if that's possible. Okay, that's a good question. You have the same situation as I do. I have a Lenovo Yoga and an iPhone too, but I I don't sync anything. Uh, But Jeremy, you want to tackle that one? Well, as far as syncing your contacts, are you talking about like with your email program or just to have a backup on your computer? I'm talking about like if I put somebody's name and email in my phone, I'd love to have it talk to my computer and also go to the contact program there so I would have a a backup system in case something happened to one or the other. Well, um, you can, when you add contacts to your iPhone, um, mm-hmm. they should be synced with your iCloud. Uh, and if you have your iTunes connected to your iCloud account as well, those should already be synced without you even having to hook it up to the computer. Okay. All now, right. if you want universal contacts um, as far as emailing someone on your phone uh, or, or adding a contact on your phone and being able to email them on your computer, um, you would have to attach a, an address book through, like, Google or something like that in order to achieve that that synchronization. Okay. Will, do you have something? Yeah, let me, well, one thing, a uh, question kind of comes up um, out of what uh, Jeremy was just saying there. So do you have anything like a, say, like a Gmail account? Are you using something like that for I, your email? I do. Yeah, I think, uh, I think. That may be something that would really help you out, uh, kind of like where Jeremy was, was going with that, is if you send those contacts into Google, into your Gmail account, and basically allow them to kind of handle it for you. That's what I've actually done with quite a few of uh, quite a few of my friends' phones, because it just seems everyone's got a Gmail or a Yahoo out there nowadays. Okay, so... I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm looking here on my iPhone. On um, If you go into your settings and you go down to your contacts... You will actually see uh, where to go. Where to go? Um, 
the default account, and then from in there, no, no, that's not it. I'm still looking. So easy to get lost on an iPhone. They just—they're really not. It's difficult to get to these types of settings because iPhone users don't typically try to access this kind of stuff. It's not that you can't. It's just that we usually have to go through little roadblocks of our own and uh, just trying to fill up a little airspace here while Will just looks for that because I don't have an iPhone <laughs> on me. <laughs> I think you got it. I got it. Yeah, well, it's over there. If you go to settings and then contacts, under contacts you'll see default account. And, for example, in mine, I've got my default account set to my Gmail account. And that forces all of my contacts by default are going to go into and out of that particular account. So that lets them all go up into Gmail for me. So now they're stored in Google. So, you know, mm-hmm. next year I get the new iPhone mm-hmm. bling bling 10 or whatever. The, it, and I put my account back on there. I get my contacts back because uh, I, don't, I don't know if you're about like me. But if I didn't have my contact list in my phone, I wouldn't barely be able to talk to anybody. Really? But then how does that transfer to the computer? It, because the computer goes to Google and you well, can... Right. And you're, are you, do you check your, uh, your email mm-hmm. on Gmail and on your computer? I do. And your contacts would still be there. Since you're accessing it through the huh? web, you're going to actually have them there with you. Oh, wonderful. It'll all synchronize. It may not be exactly immediate, but it won't take too long, and it'll all catch up with itself. When you say not too long, like a week or... No, no, like a few minutes, an hour to a few minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Also, um, in addition to that call, I wanted to add for Android users: when you go to add a contact in your phone, uh, it will allow you to select if you want to save it to the phone or if you want to save it to your Gmail account. If you don't want to have to go uh, putting up a Facebook post that says, "Hey, I got a new phone. I got to add all my numbers." Make sure you pick that Gmail account, remember your password, and log into it when you get your next phone, and they'll all download automatically. All right. Good information. Thank you so much for that call, Jan. Thanks. We're going to go next to David, who's in Mobile, with a question. Good morning, David. What do you have for us? Yeah, um, I've got one of these debit cards with a chip in it, and I'm wondering if it could be remotely read without actually having physical contact with it, like plugging it into a reader or anything. Uh, like, uh, can someone can I be standing in line and and uh, have it in my pocket, and someone come along and read it without me knowing it? On those security chips, those are contact chips. So somebody yeah. has to actually come in contact with them. They're not actually um, transmitting. So you you should be good to go on that. Okay, I, I just wanted to make sure because uh, RF could get in there, and uh, you know, yeah, like your your RF, your proximity kind of uh, items. Um, one thing that's actually kind of scary with that is some of the passports that are coming out there um, are susceptible to that. But no, those those uh, debit cards with the chips in them are actually pretty pretty secure against that. That's a great question, though, and I think I've he- I've heard that from quite a few people as well. Yeah, I've heard heard about that too. So I, I just want to make sure. Otherwise, I'll just keep the thing wrapped in aluminum foil just to make double sure. <laughs> you know, you know, okay. you, you kind of say that, and you know. Um, we can go tongue in cheek a little bit on it, but in all honesty, I have actually, you know, people who have things that are like RFID say, um, well, for example, I have a card in my wallet that allows me access into the into different rooms at my offices. Um, I actually do recommend people get a nice little piece of aluminum foil huh. and just put it back there, like where you know where you would normally put a dollar bill into. And it's it's amazing what that will actually block. They actually sell these these RFID proof wallets, and all they really are is a wallet with a lining of aluminum foil into them. So if you do mm. have proximity items like that, it's not really a bad idea. 
Um, and it's not, you know, it's, it's not being paranoid. It's just being smart, I believe. Mm. All right. So the ones with the the cards with the chips are perfectly all right. They can't be. You can't be standing in line to have someone come along and read it. No, sir. They, you are perfectly. You're. You are correct. That is fine. Okay. Thanks a lot. Yes, all sir. right, David. Thank you for your call. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, we need to take a quick break. When we get back, we have Jeff and Jackson to get to. We also have Frank to get to as well, and that means we have a couple lines open if you want to join the conversation. Today we're talking about playing it safe with your tech. Uh, We've been talking about backing things up, so if you have lots of pictures or files or documents, music even, that you don't want to lose, we're talking about how to back those things up. So if you have any questions or comments about that, you can give us a call. We'll also get into tech safety while driving, get into some hands-free options for drivers, 877 MPB ring is the number to call if you want to join the conversation with your questions and comments. That's 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Nick Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sheree DeBrent, joined today by Wilts Couture and Jeremy Thompson, and we've been talking about how to play it safe with your tech. Uh, we've been talking about backing things up, saving things, recovering things, and uh, just some ways to protect your files. And you can call us at 877-MPB-RING if you have any questions or comments about those things. We're going to jump to the phones. Uh, Jeff is in Jackson with a question about online backup services. Good morning, Jeff. What do you have for us? Hey, guys. Um, I was curious to know what you all's opinion and or experience was with online backup services like Carbonite, Backblaze, CrashPlan, uh, and the like. Uh, just want to hear somebody's experience with using some of those services. Okay, I've heard of Carbonite. Yeah, I'm actually uh, a pretty big fan of Carbonite myself. That one and Mosey are the two that I've actually had experience working Mosey, with. Mosey, you said? Yeah, M-O-Z-Y, Mosey. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I like them. I think um, I think a lot of it depends on what you're kind of going into it for. I like the idea of having it physically removed from my residence. I mean, I'm thinking about this from the uh, you know from the home backup standpoint, and I think it, it has applications to business as well. But I like the idea of you know, let's just say, heaven forbid. I mean, we've we've seen some uh, some people going through some fires right now, especially our neighbors uh-huh. up there in Gatlinburg, and something physically happens. You know, it doesn't matter how many external drives you have hooked on up, uh, you could lose that. So I am a big fan of that. One of the biggest things that you have to be aware of, though, is when you first set those up, they can be very slow because it does back up everything. Uh-huh. Um, which, you know, again, I like that. Another thing that I've liked about it is with my cloud backups that are sitting out there, if I'm at the office or, you know, say, you know, 
away from the house or for whatever reason, I can actually log into the website and get access to my files that are on my computer. Really comes in handy when you're looking for a particular document or maybe a picture. So, um, yeah, personally, yeah. a big fan of them myself. I think it's uh, I think it's money well spent. I think uh, last I looked, those weren't running, but maybe under a hundred dollars a year. I think at one yeah. point. Yeah, that that's what I've seen, and uh, I was thinking about it as, as part of that three pronged approach that uh, was mentioned earlier, as far as having an external. Um, backup, uh, uh, off-site backup, and I uh, forget what the other one was. But um, one more question about those. Uh, I'm assuming that they do incremental backups after the full. It's just incremental from there, right? Correct, correct. They, they, it would just look for changes and because and, there's going to be a program running on your computer, and when it, when it notices a change, that's going to indicate to it, hey, I need to upload this up online. Cool, cool. Well, that's what I needed to know. Thanks, guys. All right, thank you. All right, thank you so much, right. uh, Jeff. We appreciate it. We're going next to Kirk in Starkville with a question. Good morning, Kirk. What do you have for us? I got a, beside the blue screen of death, I got an email the other day that said, uh, we understand that uh, all of your files are corrupted, and uh, if you will call this number, we'll uh, uh, uncorrupt them for you. And uh, it's obviously a scam, that they want you to send money, but it's got to be one of those blue cards that they can't trace. Well, I just said, well, gee, I'll just use my backup. And now my backup won't work. And I'm questioning, has anybody else had this experience that not only they're corrupting files at a distance, but they're screwing up your backup? Uh, Are you talking corrupted or does it say encrypted? Encrypted. I'm sorry. You're correct. Okay. And you said you got an email that said this? Yeah, and they, okay. they left a phone number, uh, which I didn't yeah. call, but uh, it's one of these deals that they say, oh, yes, you, you can't uncorrupt them, but we can, and you yeah. need to send, what, 300 bucks to a blue card or something? Well, what you've got there, on if that's on your computer, that is ransomware, and that stuff is mm-hmm. nasty. Ransomware actually will encrypt your files, so I have to. Oh yeah, know, it um, did. Okay, so they are encrypted on your computer, right? And it yeah, goes after those backups too. Oh yeah, and gosh, the, that happened to me a couple of years ago, and I just promptly went to my backup and restored everything and lived happily ever after. But for some reason, this time my backup's not working. Now that may be my problem locally, but have you heard of them being able to? figure a way to not let you back up or restore? Uh, yes. Um, actually, one of my biggest clients got hit by this, and it took uh, over a week to recover from the damage uh, because mm-hmm. it had actually infected a company's server. Um, wow. Ransomware does not play. Uh, what I suggest that you do is contact a uh, local company uh, to make sure that it is, in fact, one of the nastier types of ransomware because there are some, some now that mm-hmm. you can get around. Uh, there are some that even have codes that have been released for them that can be unlocked. But uh-huh. it's very hard to narrow down exactly what type you have on your computer. Um, so I highly, highly suggest you contact a professional and see if there's any way at all they can recover your data. Sometimes they can do data recovery. Uh, some of that ransomware will actually copy the file and then encrypt it, which means mm-hmm. that the deleted file could still be there. But that uh-huh. is definitely something that needs to be handled delicately. 
Um, yeah. I highly suggest you go ahead and just turn your computer off because if it stays on, it could be overwriting any of those files that could potentially be saved. Yeah, oh, and yes, definitely yes, don't add anything that, new to uh, it. We did that uh, immediately, and then, of course, the uh, backup is on an external, and I can salvage some of that stuff because it's there, but at the same time, it's going to be a tedious and incomplete restoration. Well, and, uh, uh, get, my heart goes out to you because that is <laughs> that is a really, really nasty uh, file uh, modification software out there now, virus, let's just call it what it is, Mm -hmm. um, that you're dealing with, and um, it, it can it can get to the point where you won't be able to get any of your stuff back. But um, I do want to caution any other users listening: if you happen to see uh, anything pop up on your uh, desktop that says "Help Decrypt Files" or if it tells you that your files are encrypted, turn mm -hmm. your computer off because that software takes time to encrypt those files. It doesn't just yep. immediately hit you and encrypt everything at once. It takes time to go through and rewrite all that. So you do have time, possibly. Huh to save some of your files. So I would suggest you turn your computer off and contact a professional immediately. Very good. Well, like I say, I'm rebuilding it a little at a time, but mm -hmm. I'd sure like to send them something, and it's not a blue card. <laughs> yes, sir. I understand completely. In fact, Are these, um, uh, you, you figure, overseas, most of these? Absolutely, overseas. And they hide on the dark web, so there's no way to track them. Uh, yeah. With the client that we dealt with, we actually ended up contacting the MBI, the Mississippi equivalent of the FBI, and mm -hmm. uh, we haven't heard anything back because nah, it's very, very difficult to catch these people. Yeah. In fact, uh, we actually sent them the money, and they said, no, you didn't. And so we never got the files back. I was just able to pull a technological miracle uh, out of thin air and save their stuff. I hope that your technician can do the same for you, Kirk. Yeah, because like you say, even if you send them the money, uh, they may or may not fix you, and then what's to keep them from doing the same thing next week? Exactly, so, and not only that, but every time you send them money, you're funding their operation to do oh, it yeah. to someone else. Yeah. It's a catch-22. It's a terrible situation. Yeah, All right, Kurt. Thank you so much. Good. Thank you. We'll muddle along. All right. Good luck, and please let us know your progress. I really would like to know if they save your stuff. Good deal. Uh -huh. All right, Kirk, thank you for your call. All right. All right. We go next to Alan in Kilmichael, who has an iPhone storage question. Good morning, Alan. What do you have for us? Yes, ma'am. I have a question about, he was brought up earlier about the five gigabytes on the iPhone, mm -hmm. the uh, five storage space. And um, I'm trying to see, is it safe? I see where they some of come, sometimes come up where they tell you to buy storage space. Uh, is that a good idea? And when it come up about, I think what up, up, uploading your phone, you know, it'd be saying you hadn't uploaded in two weeks or three weeks. Is uh, how would I go about doing that? That is actually uh, safe. That is a sol you know, a solution, a service provided by Apple. Um, I do know some people who actually use it. It just really depends on um, and. If that's the way you're wanting to run with it, I mean, if, if you're um, – the convenience of it is definitely there. The cost, I believe, is a little bit higher than what like I'm comfortable with. I think it's 99 cents a month for, like, 20 gigs. I could have that wrong. Um, but I think uh, what Alan needs to do is uh, hook his, uh, his iPhone up to his Wi-Fi and hook it up to your charger, and it should start to back up your files. Now, uh, do you already have your iCloud storage, like, chock full? Okay, uh, it's an iPhone. 
Right. Do you, right. Is your, have you backed up anything to your iCloud yet? Uh, no. Uh, okay. Well, well, what it is, it, uh, I really hadn't backed it up, but when I downloaded from my other phone, it, it uh, that was when it, you know, went to saying that uh, I needed more space. Right. Um, so if it's telling you that you need more space, um, I know for 99 cents a month you can get some extra storage out of Apple. I'm not exactly sure how much it is. I think it's 20 gigs. But Actually, they've changed it. It's 50 gig now. Is it 50? Oh, yeah, wow. that's not too bad at all. Way to go, Apple. Well, um, you need to uh, connect your uh, phone to a Wi-Fi uh, connection, and you need to plug it up so it can actually do that iCloud update. But until you pay for some extra storage, it probably doesn't have enough room to do it. Okay, when you say hook it up to a Wi-Fi, if you already uh, have, like, uh, I'm, I'm kind of confused. So what type of Wi-Fi should I hook it up to if I, you know, if I already have a Wi-Fi on my phone? Well, see, um, you don't want to back it up over your cellular signal because that's going to eat into your actual data plan. And doing iCloud backup, especially for the first time, is, is going to be pretty big probably. So... Uh, depending on how many photos and different things that you have on your phone. So uh, the reason I suggest to hook it up to Wi-Fi is actually because uh, the phone is designed to back up when you are connected to something that doesn't eat into your uh, your wireless data plan. Okay, let's say, for instance, uh, I have uh, Cable One at home. If I went over to that, would, would that be the same as hooking it to a different Wi-Fi? Yes, sir. Um, if you have a cable connection at home, you can connect to that, and that should... Uh, shoot out and do your do your backup and if it doesn't you can go into your iCloud settings under settings under iCloud and you can actually tell uh -huh. it to back up now okay okay so 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 once I hook up to the cable one at home all I have to do is make sure my phone is plugged up and turn it off but you don't turn it off you uh, you just okay. once you hook to wireless and you hook it up to your charger it'll it'll know to go out and start doing your backup Okay, okay, and I need to make sure that I get more gigabytes, get get more storage before I do that. If it's telling you that you're out of space, yes, sir. Okay, then. All right. All right. All right. I appreciate it. Okay, thank you so much, Alan. All right, we're going to stay on the phones. We go to Carol, who's on the road with a question. Good morning, Carol. What do you have for us today? I want to know what to do with all of my old um, desktops and laptops that I have accumulated for the years and you know do, I want to you know do I take the physical hard drive out of there and then then what do I do with the you know everything else okay. well I would definitely take the physical hard drive out there Right, and but, one of my screens broken, you know, just, you know, on my laptop. So I got, I got a new one. So yeah, um, yeah. I would, I would definitely recommend bringing the hard drive out of it because that's going to be where your information would be at. But then, um, if you're anywhere near, you know, one of my favorites for around here is Best Buy. Best Buy will take all old equipment like that. You just bring it to them, and they'll actually take it and properly recycle it for you to make okay. sure we're doing the right thing for the environment. But I would not give that them. With your hard drive, with your hard drive, I would probably take it. And if you uh, have a drill sitting around, one of the biggest things I recommend for getting rid of uh, hard drives is to just take a drill bit and run it straight through it, and that will make sure that somebody can't get out there and recover your old information. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. 
thing we will I'll try that and I'm glad you tell me that about Best Buy because I didn't know what to do with all the rest of it. Yes, ma'am. All right, Carol. Thank you so much for your call. We appreciate thank it. You. Okay. Also, uh, regarding older computers, uh, you might also think about donating them to a school. I know when I was an up-and-coming computer engineer, we could have used any of people's uh, old computers for parts, for education. So that's, that's another good place to, to donate it. All right. That's a good thought, too, Jeremy. Thank you so much for your call, Carol. We appreciate it. Uh, we go next to Laban in Fairhope, Alabama. Good morning, Laban. Laban, am I saying it right? Uh, Laban, yes. Laban. Okay, what's your question? Um, I um, am a Mac person, and I have uh, accumulated a lot of photos over the years, and I have a MacBook that I am filling up the hard drive. So what I've done is established an iCloud account, and I have all my photos there. I also have a MyCloud external hard drive that I have copied them to, and I'm in also in the process of exporting them to writable DVDs. Now, the issue I'm having is if um, I'm running out of space, so I'm having to clear off my uh, MacBook a little bit, but I don't want to lose the photos. So, But when I export to the DVDs, they're not synchronized. They're, like, redated, so they're not dated anymore. The same thing with the MyCloud hard drive, external hard drive. And then the third thing is, is that... Um, when I remove photos from my MacBook, they're also removed from the iCloud. So my question is, um, what is a better way for photo management, especially when you need to remove some of them from your MacBook? And I'll hang up and just listen. Okay. Thank you, right. uh, Laban. Okay, go for it, Jeremy. This is a fun one. Um, okay, so, sorry, let me just read over the notes here real quick. Okay, all right, so... All right, if you're running out of space and every time you remove a photo from your computer, it also removes or you remove it, yeah, it, it also removes it from your iCloud, then those photos are not on your computer. They're on your photo stream, which is shared through iCloud. Uh, so those aren't actually taking up much space on your computer unless you click on them and then it downloads them to the computer. Um, as far as running out of space, I, uh, Depending on what type of MacBook you have, if it's an Air or one of these with a solid-state drive, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot you can do because of the way that Macs handle photos and all. It, you got to go into uh, show your uh, your photos directory, and you got to go in there and dig some files out. And the reason you're getting those weird dates is because that's how the external drive and uh, the DVDs are seeing those files because that's how they actually are on the Mac. It just uses photos, and you never see any of that additional stuff. So, unfortunately, I think you just got to move it a little bit at a time. Um, what you could do is you could go uh, into iPhotos, or uh, Photos, sorry, iPhotos is gone. Go into Photos, and um, what you'll do is you'll hold the Option key, and you'll click on Photos, and you'll say, it'll, it should say Show Package Content. Inside that package, there's a folder called Masters. That's where your pictures are actually stored. So that's the folders. Those are the folders that you need to back up in order to uh, actually pull the to get storage off of your computer or to get some storage on your computer to free up some space. Blah. Sorry about that. Okay. All right. Uh, we appreciate that call, Laban. Uh, we're going to try to squeeze in a couple more calls here. John is in Bentonia. Good morning, John. What do you have for us? Um, yeah, I, I wanted to mention, I think it, it's probably getting to be kind of a, a legacy program, but, but I find it very helpful. It's called File History. Um, and I think they brought it out in Windows 8, and I'm pretty sure it's still in Windows 10. But um, 
what I like about it is it it does uh, an incremental backup, but kind of keeps like archives of of date and times of the backups, and those old those older archive backups do not get deleted until you say delete them. So. You know, the trouble I have with incremental backups is, yeah, I might have changed something, but, you know, later on I might find out in an Excel spreadsheet I made a change to I didn't really want to make a change to I want to go back to an older version. So, you know, then again, there again, I, I just recommend people consider using file uh, history in, in Windows, uh, you know, like on, on your uh, ThinkPad and that kind of thing. And you're right, Troy. It is definitely still in Windows 10. That is a wonderful feature um the the example that you used is perfect the making a change in an excel document or even like in a word document and all of a sudden it's like oh i needed to go back to my previous version um if you look at some of the items we were talking about earlier so like the external western digital drives and such um those guys they don't call it uh, file history on those they'll actually call them um file version and it will do that too it will save say like your last three or four different um versions of that particular file um, really, really good advice there. All right. Thank you so much for your call, John. And uh, the final call goes to Troy, who's on the road. Good morning, Troy. What do you have for us today? Uh, hello? Hey, you're on the air. Hey. I was listening to the person that had uh, ransomware that popped up on his computer, mm-hmm. and it said that he, they were, he was saying that they wouldn't let him back up his data because it may have been corrupted as well. Uh, my deal, what I what I do with it is I have an external drive with an SSD inside. It's an enclosure that has a power switch. And when I go to do my backups, I'll power my external drive up. Then I do my backups, and when it's finished, then I power it off. So all that data is just like it's on the cloud, but it's local. And that way the cooties can't get to it. Right. Great Everything advice. shut down there. And, uh any, I have another one that's set up to where it stores all my pictures and things like that, and only then will I turn that on to back up any pictures, music, movies, anything like that. And then once I back all that up, I shut that one down as well. So I've got two externals, and I've got a, a SSD in my desktop that I'll run as well. But, yeah, when I go to back stuff up, I, I'm paranoid when it comes to that. I'll uh, turn it on my backups and then shut it back down because I don't need the stuff at the time. Right. Okay. That's, that's a good thing to do is you shut it down and then these ransomware programs can't access it if they can't get to it. Right. Okay. Thank you for that uh, information, Troy. Uh, that's going to wrap us up for today. Uh, Wilts, thank you so much for being in today. Uh, Jeremy, thank you for joining us on the phones. Um, and listen, folks, if you didn't get to call, you can always send us an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. And uh, don't forget that you can listen to our previous shows. You can go to mpbonline.org, or uh, if you have a podcast app, you can listen to us that way as well. So plenty of ways. Uh, yeah, J- Jeremy, do you have a haiku? Yeah, totally. Okay, go ahead. I just wrote it. Back up often, guys. Lost files is sad for us all. Don't lose your data. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) High five to that. Uh, Thanks so much for being here today. Jonas Adams was our board operator, and I believe Kevin Farrell was our call screener. Stay tuned. The original Southern Remedy with Dr. Rick DeShazo is coming up next right here on MPB Think Radio.